So hey, hey, welcome back to the Expert Edge. Have you ever felt like your offer didn't have the sizzle that you wanted it to? Or you presented your offer and people were loving your content until they saw your offer and you kind of got crickets instead of clients? Well, today's episode is going to unpack three secret ideas that for me are are my go-to three ideas that I look at every single time I'm reviewing someone's offer in one of our programs or a private client that I'm working with. These are the three key ideas that I go to. So I'm going to share with you the three secrets to creating an irresistible offer. Let's get into it. You are listening to the Expert Edge Podcast. This is the place where experts come to command the stage, position themselves as authorities, and scale their business up. Get ready to access your next level of potential with your host, Colin Boy. So let's talk about your offer. Uh, I think an offer very much is overlooked in terms of the importance of it. And uh, you can have the most incredible delivery of a presentation, the most incredible, uh, irresistible talk. But if your offer isn't irresistible, then you're going to, your offer is going to fall flat or your sales are going to fall flat. So let's have a conversation about your offer. Now, there are nine elements to what I call a bulletproof offer, nine of them. However, I don't think all of the elements are equally as valuable. And so I wanted to go through three of these elements today for the purposes of time. I want to go through three of these elements so that you can get them really, really dialed in. In fact, I think if you dial in these three elements to your offer, it's going to make 60 to 70% of the offer all the, like all the heavy lifting, right? So what I'm saying is that 60 to 70% of your offer is made up of these three things out of the nine elements involved in an irresistible offer. So these three things I think are crucial. And in fact, these are the three things that I go to uh, when I look at an offer. These are the three filters that I look at it through um, so that uh, to test whether that offer is actually gonna work or, or not. So I'll refer to it as an irresistible offer or a bulletproof offer, uh, but it's all the same thing for me and the same same idea, same strain. Uh, The context of this, by the way, is that when I first started my business, the first offer I had was an online course. When I say offer, like an online offer, it was a course and it was teaching productivity. It was called the Productivity Academy. And I promoted it, I launched it, uh, I did a three-part kind of training series launch and I had, I had a few hundred people sign up for it and only one person bought it. And I was devastated. You may have heard that story that I've shared before, you know, quite a few times, but I was absolutely devastated. Now, I thought that I needed to recreate my course because what I didn't understand was that the course and the offer are separate things. And so what's cool about this, and I want you to realize this, is that your course your program is probably awesome. In fact, you you don't need to change anything about your course or about your program. So take a deep breath, a deep breath, a, a sigh of relief. You probably don't really need to change anything about the core elements of your course or your program. 
And this program that I really struggled to sell, like I said, I sold one of them the first time I ever presented it. And we'd had a couple of hundred people sign up to learn about it. And I was, I was like devastated. I'm like, oh my gosh, is this even going to work? And a couple of years later, it was like three years later, we'd sold thousands. I think we did over $2 million on that one offer. Uh, and what was cool was I didn't change the course all I did was change how I described the course, how I described the offer itself and the elements involved in the offer. So think about the offer as the skin that goes around the delivery of the, of the offer. So you've got the delivery of the offer, which is the course itself or the coaching or the group experience, the master, mastermind. And then you've got and then you've got the offer, which is the skin that fits around that delivery, okay? So today I'm talking about the skin. And for me, from the selling process, the skin is is really, really important because I'm going to assume that you're good at what you do. Like you're good at your delivery. You're good at your content. We need to work on how we package this thing up so that when so that when you present the offer, people are excited about it and wanting to move into it. Now, as I frame this up, there are three elements I always look at whenever I'm designing anyone's business. There is there is their audience. So the audience needs to, uh, first of all, you need to want to work with the audience. Then the audience needs to have enough money or access to money or access to credit to be able to buy your offer. Uh, and you, you need to have a, a specific enough audience that you know where to find them. That's one of the challenges with sometimes people when they first come to work with me, they haven't got specific enough in terms of their audience. So you need to be able to help them. You need to be able to like working with them. They need to be able to have the money and you need to be able to find them. So if you've got those ingredients in your audience, you're going to have the right audience, right? If they, they're, if they're high, if it's high on all of those elements, you're going to have the right audience. The second piece is the message. The message is actually the presentation itself. It's what we teach inside Self from Stage Academy. It's what I help people implement inside uh, our Self from Stage Elite Coaching Program. That is the core delivery mechanism, right? But the third piece is the offer itself. And so that's what I want to dive into deep today because the offer is the thing that really uh, gets the audience to take that next step to move forward into the next thing. So the first big idea, and, and by the way, some of these ideas you may have heard before. I think some of them will be fresh, but some of them you might have heard before. But I, but I want you to, there's this great saying, which, which this, it was like an ancient philosopher saying, which was like, um, to know, but to not do is to not know. So in other words, just because you know it, if you aren't doing it, you don't really know it. And so you might have heard some of these ideas before, but I really want you to ask the question, am I actually doing it, right? And if you're not doing it, then you actually don't really know it because there's so many layers to each of these ideas as you implement them that make a huge difference. Okay, the first idea is scarcity. Now, Robert Cialdini in his book, Influence, uh, initially kind of posed this idea. He talks about the six factors of influence and one of them is scarcity. And scarcity, the reason, uh, the reason why I love scarcity is it does one really powerful thing. Scarcity moves the momentum of the offer. So what I mean by that is that scarcity moves the momentum of the offer from you trying to get the audience to buy something to the audience feeling like 
they want to get your they want to get your offer before they miss out on something. Does that make sense? And so scarcity used ethically, by the way, you obviously have to be accurate, ethical with it. But scarcity used ethically and used correctly, it shifts the momentum of the offer. Like think about how powerful that metaphor is. So for example, imagine I said to you that I have got, imagine I'm running a mastermind, right? And in the mastermind, you can join anytime. It's open to anyone. At any moment, you can apply and join. Uh, and it's kind of, you know, it's, it's available for anyone, right? And, and, and how, how desirable is that offer? <laughs> not very, right? It's not very desirable. But now imagine I said that I'm running a mastermind. It's going to be open for application for seven days. Of the applications, we usually get about 100 to 150 applications. I'm taking 15 spots. There are 15 spots in the mastermind. And to qualify for the mastermind, you need to be making $100,000 or more. Now, if you are someone who's making $100,000 or more and you want to be in a mastermind, how much more attractive is that offer just because I've added some scarcity? I've added time scarcity, which is the fact that you, you only have a certain amount of time to apply. I've, ha I've added... Um, restriction scarcity, which is you need to be making a certain amount to actually apply. So it adds like a restriction, right? And so now if you're under that, under that number, the your thought is probably, oh, I'm not making enough money to apply. I'm going to try to make more money so that I can apply at some point. Can you see the psychology of it, of why this works so well? Is that in you, I want you to think about your offers, right? This is, this is about you, not about me. This is, I want you to think about your offers. Have you added some sort of restriction scarcity to it? Because if it's open to everyone, any type of person, then it's going to have less uh, desire to be able to get in, right? So I've added time scarcity. I've added restriction scarcity. And I've also added limited availability scarcity, which is we're only accepting 15 people, right? Or 20 people or whatever you think. You want to take a number where you know you're going to fill it, right? But the audience will genuinely feel like, wow, I need to act quick before I miss out. And so these are all examples of scarcity. They're all different flavors of scarcity. And the big idea here is that it, it moves the momentum of the offer, right? So that's what I want you to get is that scarcity moves the momentum of the offer from you trying to sell an offer to the audience really kind of almost getting... I don't know when I use the word afraid, but it's it's like an they they feel like an anxiousness of missing out on the offer. Okay, so all of a sudden, what's what's cool is your offer becomes something that the audience moves towards rather than you trying to push the offer onto them. Does that make sense? And so that's the first element that I always try to look into when I'm looking at an offer to make it more irresistible, to make it bulletproof, right? So that's the first big idea, scarcity. 
The second big filter I look at are bonuses. Now, for many people, bonuses are just something that they throw on at the end of the offer. Maybe you've seen different programs where they give you heaps of bonuses. And the bonuses are like, they're just there and they're almost like just overwhelming. Like you're not even sure why they're there, right? And it's, they almost have nothing to do with the program itself. They're just like random things. And, and it's like, oh yeah, and you know what? I recorded this other program three years ago. I'm gonna throw that in. And then I recorded this other live event that I ran um, and it had nothing to do with this, but I think you're gonna like, I'll throw that in. It's like, it's like just lots of stuff. I am not a big believer in lots of stuff. I'm a big believer in very specific types of stuff. And there's two specific types of stuff that I like in my offers. I want to have what I call a desire-based bonus, and I want to have a resistance-based bonus. So usually the flow is that when you release your offer, you want to release the desire-based bonus first. So that is a bonus that when you include it, the audience goes, wow, you know what? I would pay the entire amount of this entire program just to get access to that one thing, right? And so the audience, a desire-based bonus is any bonus where the audience feels like the value of that one bonus, or it could be a combination of one to two or even three bonuses combined, right? That those bonuses that you're offering are worth the whole investment in itself. So for example, for us, one of the desire-based bonuses whenever you join Sell From Stage Academy, especially right at the start, is that I offer a bonus where I give you all of the scripts, tools, templates, and it's a short training on how to design a three-part training series that converts like crazy. So it's all the scripts, all my slides, all the templates, all the structure, like literally everything's pre-built for you you just model it and it's a training that shows you how all the all the pieces fit together how how it all flows out and maps out that bonus alone people have said to me they've made hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars from in fact one of the guys recently posted in one of our groups and he said he just did a hundred and forty thousand dollar training series and he just followed the scripts we've had people do like hundreds of thousands of dollars in like one presentation, right? And so what's crazy is that when you offer a bonus where people would pay the whole amount for that bonus, your offer goes to a whole nother level of desirability. Another bonus that we do, which you guys can do, is offering an implementation experience. So it like might be a one or a two day implementation experience or a live event that's just a bonus, so in other words, that live event, that live implementation experience, like you could sell that whole experience alone for the price of the whole course. Does that make sense? And so that's the first type of bonus. The second type of bonus is what's called a resistance-based bonus. A resistance-based bonus is a bonus where it addresses one of the biggest objections that your audience has about your offer. So for example, a great way to think about it is like this is to say, what is the hardest part about my offer, right? So what's the hardest part about doing the thing that I help people do? So for us, one of the hardest parts, you know, aside from actually designing the presentation and presenting it, is getting people to sign up for a presentation, for a webinar, for a, a, a virtual event, for a live event. It's getting people to sign up. So one of the bonuses that we have is 
how to get 100 leads or more organically using social media strategies. So it's the, the, the posts, the templates, the strategies that you can use on via email and via social media to generate more than 100 people signing up for your next webinar or virtual, virtual event. Now, I've got to say, you get 100 people to sign up and uh, I've seen many of our students make tens of thousands of dollars with 100 people signed up. And what's cool about it is if you're just starting to do this stuff, your audience is very warm to it because you've never done it before. And so there's an incredible conversion that, that happens. In fact, um, one, of the, one of the guys that I was working with recently is in one of our programs. He launched his first pilot program. It was $4,000 for the pilot program. He helps basically people become property investors and he'd done a lot of property himself. And he launched that as a pilot program and basically, um, he created some cool bonuses around them and he, he ended up signing 33 people. He didn't even have a big audience. He, he literally had 33 people apply and 33 people join. How cool is that, right? And so this is, this is what's crazy is that he had this irresistible offer that he was going to work with people around it. And he ended up doing over 100 grand on his first pilot program. He didn't have a big audience. He has like a thousand people on Instagram and he had like 600 people on his database, right? And it was all because he designed this incredible offer, made it very scarce, right? He made it very scarce and then he offered it to the world. So bonuses, you have to have desire-based bonuses and you have to have resistance-based bonuses, right? That's the first... That's the first, uh, sorry, they're the two elements of bonuses. So I said the first idea is scarcity. The second idea is bonuses. And the third idea is social proof. And I think I'd mentioned Robert Cialdini before. Robert Cialdini followed up after his second, after his first book on influence with a second book, which is called um, Presuasion. And in Presuasion, he talks about the fact that social proof, he believes from his research and scientific study, Social proof is the most influencing factor in people's decisions, especially before they've come to the decision point. And so in other words, before they come to that final point of when they need to make a decision, the most influencing factor in them saying yes or no at that final point is the amount of social proof that they have seen that there are people out there just like them who have seen results and got the type of um, yeah results that they actually want as well. And so social proof is really just stacking on the social proof to ensure that you show your audience that you get results for people just like them. And I'll give you some hacks. For me, I take screenshots of every single little bit of social proof in our, in our groups, in our paid groups, in uh, on my DMs. I take, I take screenshots of every little bit of social proof and I go straight back to them. I ask for permission to be able to use that as a testimonial or something like that, right? I always get permission. And then, and then I'll use that as part of an offer or as part of like a testimonial or I'll, or I'll tell their story with permission, right? And so social proof is really stacking the elements. Now, can I add a little ninja strategy here? A ninja strategy is as you start to build your social proof, you want to start to identify what are the objections that the audience has towards my offer and you find social proof that 
that um, disintegrates or dissolves that objection. So for example, I'll give an example, like for, for our program, right? Let's say someone's just beginning, right? And they're scared to join Self From Stage Academy or one of our programs, right? And I find someone and they've done a post and they've said, hey, uh, I just did a post, uh, or no, sorry, I just ran my first webinar. I've never done this before. I only had 22 people sign up for it. Seven people showed up and three people bought and I made six grand on my first webinar, right? Like something like that. And I basically felt like I had no audience. I was just starting out. So I would take a screenshot of that and then I'm going to use that on my webinars. I'm going to use that on my um, on my offers to show that there are people just like you who have been doing this sort of stuff and, and are in the same spot as you and they're getting results. Does that make sense? So the ninja strategy is thinking, what are the objections that people have around your offer and finding social proof to reverse or dissolve those objections? So let's do a quick review. We talked about scarcity. Scarcity moves the momentum of the offer, which is just powerful, so powerful. So think about your offers. Have you got enough scarcity? Second of all, bonuses, desire-based bonuses, resistance-based bonuses. They're very important to have in your offer. And then thirdly, social proof. Stack on the social proof and you get extra points if you can start addressing some of the key objections. Now, like I said, these are three strategies of, of nine. Now, first of all, I want you to use these three strategies right away. But if you want all nine I actually have a, a, it's a small little program. It's called the Bulletproof Offer. And it's like, it's only like two hours long. It's a really small program. When I say small, think about it like it's a nitros fuel program. And I literally go through the nine strategies with all the templates, tools, uh, strategies. And the reason why I share this with you, because it it's insane. And it's like, it's like less than a hundred bucks, just so you know. So if you want to get access to that, it's a new program that I have. It's like a it's like a mini course. Uh, it's called the Bulletproof Offer. And just go to colinboyd.co forward slash offer and you'll be able to check that out and get access to it if it's something that you want to get involved in. It's a new program that I've just recorded, goes through the nine strategies, it covers these three and gives you all the templates, tools for creating an irresistible offer. So definitely go and check that out if you've found this helpful, colinboy.co forward slash offer. Offer with an R, by the way, offer, <laughs> you get it. So, hey, I trust this has been helpful. If you found this helpful, please leave a review. I always love uh, reading people's reviews. We've had a ton of people's reviews lately. And uh, also, if you take a screenshot, uh, share it on social media, send me a DM, and I'll send you a little gift for free as well. So, guys, you guys are a blessing. I'm so grateful that you're in our world. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Go out and use these three ideas. And if you want to go deeper, check out the, the forward slash offer. And uh, I'm just grateful for you guys being in the world. Hit subscribe, make sure you follow the podcast and we'll see you next week on The Expert Edge. Why is it so hard to know what content to include in your speeches and webinars? Knowing which ideas to keep in and what to leave out is the difference between just getting claps or signing clients. If you're really serious about making your content highly persuasive, make sure to download the Persuasive Content Builder while it's still available. Go to www.persuasivecontentbuilder.com 
and get your step-by-step formula for designing and delivering content that connects with your audience and moves them to join your programs. Until then, we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Expert Edge.